you know, remarkable. Simple oil of cloves and how amazing the results. Life can be that simple. Relief, discomfort. Now, which of these I next apply? That decision is in your hands. So, take your time. <laughs> Tell me, is it safe? <laughs> Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of Fascinated with Booms. I mean, it depends on where you are. I guess yes. that does. If you woke up in Florida. I, I, I am in Florida. Your I'm telling you, it's cold. It was cold this it morning, It was not man. cold. Well, it was 40 degrees, and 40 degrees is pretty cold for me. This is my favorite weather. Yeah. Hands I down. Mean, I, I want it all year round, and then when it pops up, I'm like, oh, come on. I wasn't ready for that. And I think I would love it if I didn't work in the morning with the windows open, like driving around, you know, if I was just had a normal job during the afternoons and I was like, oh, it's nice and brisk out. Yeah, I think I'd appreciate that. Yeah. Check my levels here a little bit. Like roofers right now, that's not a bad job. August, oh, yeah, 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 that's yeah. the worst job yeah. in the world. Roofers, you're really, uh, you're, <laughs> you're really begging for that type of work. <laughs> I would, the worst would be uh, fighting the rain. We used to do that when I was painting in South Florida. If it rained, day over, you know? And you didn't get paid um, well, we would get paid by the day anyways. It wasn't like an hourly uh, thing, I don't think. Well, so we let it rain. Yeah. Well, that's what the other workers were like. <laughs> it, it's it's going to start raining in an hour, right? Can we all get yeah. on this? <laughs> so how you been? I haven't been, we haven't done a pod since I came back from Toronto, so I can report. Yeah. Toronto is cooler than here. Uh, we doesn't take much. Went and saw two cool concerts, Lizzo and Iron Maiden. They didn't disappoint either of them were great. But it was, it was, what was very interesting about it is the... Lizzo concert was literally 85% women, where uh, the lines to the bathroom were like 15 deep just to go in there, and there were like tons of bathrooms in this place. I mean, it's the arena where the Maple Leafs play. And then when we went to... uh, You could stroll right in there. Oh, and Iron Maiden, uh, Christina went down to go to the bathroom at some point. She just breezed in. said 85% men. It was totally... Literally, Lizzo is the most women I've probably ever seen in one place in my life because it was just packed and it was... Lizzo wasn't loud, but the crowd was loud. It was like crazy how, and, and it was the Sing exact opposite with Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden, the band was loud, but the crowd it, it got drowned out by the loud music. They sound pretty good on stage. Uh, oh, Iron Maiden? Oh, hell yeah. Sounds just like it. I've listened to like, I mean, they're my favorite band if you're first time listening, and I have been fans of them for like 30 years, and I've listened to a lot of their live albums. I had VHSs with their yeah. live stuff on it, so I know what they sound like live, and they didn't miss a step. I mean, some of those old guys... People, are, I, I like turned to Christina while we were watching. I was like, you know, the lead singer's older than your dad, right? <laughs> I Nico McBrain's seventy. The the drummer is seventy years old, and they're to be in a they're all sixty four, sixty five. Heavy band when you're seventy, that's got your joints got to scream. They also play soccer like insane at every venue they go to. They get like a soccer game going, and they have. They shoot video of it. You see these old guys out there playing soccer. I was like, I, I, I don't have the energy to watch they it. They probably have more fun playing soccer now than yeah. they do playing music. I don't want to watch it, let alone play it. So, <laughs> so yeah, it was a good trip. Got to see Niagara Falls and everything. And now we've got two trips going up to Massachusetts, which uh, is my uh, uh, my stomping ground. So I'm able to... That's one of those vacations you can relax because you know exactly where everything is. You, you rent a car. You don't have to worry about it. Uh, we Ubered. And the good thing about Canada, too, is the dollar was better there. Yeah. So uh, I think we ended up just just stuff around town, not including the Airbnb and everything. We paid like $1,200 just for 
Ubers and food and everything. Everything. Like if you were going to go to, if, it was going to be like eighteen hundred if it was the states. Yeah. If you were thinking of going to Europe in the next two years, yeah. What I would do is I would buy a couple of thousand dollars worth of euros. Interesting. You think it's going to go, it's it, go down? No, it's going to go back up. It's the euro is going to go back up. It, but here's the thing: right you can't go. Well, it's really low right now. That's what I'm saying. Buy, yeah. but you can't go there because inflation is so high; it cancels out. Yeah. The it cancels out the advantage you would get from the euro. Gotcha. Just Vietnam. Vietnam is where the dollar is. Costa like, Rica, uh, man. Yeah, Costa Rica and Vietnam. I told you, my buddy, places. he drank for like a whole week for eighty bucks. And he, <laughs> he's a hardcore alcoholic. <laughs> I wish. I, I mean, I wish I was a drinker. I could take advantage of some of those places, but we don't. I, I mean, I had like three beers in Toronto and everything. I was like, eh, it's not really my thing. So, but it was fun. It was full on fall, and now it's full on. Almost you wouldn't winter, like my so. trip next week. Oh yeah, where you to going? Louisville? Oh Louisville, nice. For bourbon tastings? No bourbon tastings. Yep, I was like, yep. Taste. I'd say after two, I'm wasted. <laughs> You're like, all right, this is supposed to spit. Is that what you do with bourbon? Also, no, no. You just take little sips. I mean, how, how many can sips. you take of those before you like? Are how many it? can I take? Yeah, I mean, you're a pro now. You and Erica probably could could do that type of thing. And here's the weird thing: I think you just get desensitized to a certain alcohol because yeah, yeah. if you if you gave if you, me six shots of tequila, yeah. I'd be really drunk. Yeah, I could do twelve shots of bourbon. Ooh, and I still could be okay. Yeah, I hear the recovery for. Uh, tequila is good for your for your body a lot of people i've heard is it? that when they're older they switch to tequila because they wear those like whoop straps or whatever those yeah, uh, yeah, things yeah. on their hand and it says you're almost like 100 percent the next day uh I when, never when feel... you're really not if you drink vodka or bourbon or whatever i never i only they only ever have a hangover if i quit drinking for a week yeah the first day back yeah I oh yeah, yeah. it makes sense yeah and then my body's like oh <laughs> i remember this I, I drink way too much yeah. but it's like <laughs> Well, eventually you got to ease yourself down, but not off, because that's where people make that mistake. I could never quit. Well, I don't think you're... I could wean myself down to yeah. next to nothing, but I couldn't quit. Yeah, I mean, and that's the way to do it anyways. I'm going to look up my movies here. I saw one on the flight, and it was weird because I could have on the way back, but the, the selection was so piss poor. I think if it was like a couple more weeks, some better stuff would be up there. But for some reason, I, I felt the exact same way about top, the original Top Gun as I do with this one. Even when it's free and in front of me, I have no interest in seeing it. Yeah. And I went and I went 20 years without seeing that original Top Gun. Like, I didn't see it in the 80s when you guys did. I, I saw clips a, from it, but that was I about it. I think it was a badge of honor for you at some point. Yeah, you it, it was. It. Uh, Forrest Gump was the same way, too. And I, I regretted to Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump, really? I went, like, it wasn't long. It was, like, five years. But okay. I, I went, like, five years, and I eventually saw it, and I was like, whoa, what the fuck was I thinking? And that kind of, re- I was like, when people say something's that good, maybe it is. But then with uh, with Top Gun, I saw it, and I was like, eh. That just doesn't interest me. Those no. movies, that movie doesn't interest me. And, well, what doesn't interest me is it's a, it's a different movie. Or it's the same movie. It's, if I, I want mean, to see movies with the planes. I mean, what they're playing volleyball again? They're they're yeah. serenading people again so at the piano. I was like, what is this shit? So that you did just see doing? It. This? I didn't. But okay. I've seen the clips. You saw clips. I saw clips enough to know that it's yeah, the you same thing. I mean, I eventually see it if they bring it to HBO or something. But I wanted to see something else on the flight. So on the way home, I didn't even watch any of the stuff. I downloaded a couple podcasts before I went and listened to them instead. But uh, so I've got usually I have uh, more movies on. Uh, to report of movies I saw for the week. But this week, I only have three. And they're all newer movies, so I'm not going to go too deep into them because people uh, need to see them. But uh, none of them made my fantastic list. One made really good, one made the decent list, and one made the dog shit list. I'll start at the top first. The really good one is the one I saw on the plane. Uh, it, it wasn't 
so good that it was going to make fantastic, but it was very effective, and it probably got some good play this week because Stephen King sucked its balls on Twitter and said that he wishes he wrote it. Really? <laughs> he said it was so good. What, what? And uh, it was the movie Fall. And I might Fall. have shown you a trailer for it a few months ago where two girls are going on top of our, like, uh, they're like mountain climbers, but they decide to go to the top of a very huge tower, like one of the okay. biggest towers. Yeah, I can't see that movie. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, if you have uh, Fear Heights or anything like that, this is not your movie. I ha- I've sure. told you this before. I have a weird phobia. I have yeah. a... F- fear that I'll jump without yeah. thinking. Yeah, yeah. I love heights, yeah, yeah. but I can't go up there because I get... I... <laughs> strap me in. Like, so, so much that you'd unstrap yourself? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I, that's why I love being in a plane. Yeah. There's no way I can get out of this yeah, airplane, yeah, yeah. even if I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was interesting, too, and, and, and I really, really enjoyed it, and it's basically only two people. I mean, the movie starts out with, uh, with two girls and this guy and one of them was the husband of one of the girls and they're strapped together and they're going up the uh, the mountain and uh, something happens to him and he dies and she falls into this depression and her girlfriend comes and says hey you gotta get like a year or so later Okay. her dad is Negan who's the only star they got for and he came in for probably a day at the very beginning of the movie the very gotta end have of the somebody. movie yeah and he was good he's always effective for that but the girl comes and says, "Hey, you gotta get you gotta get back on this thing." He says, "I'm gonna uh, climb go, this tower." Can't we go shopping instead? And, and she, well, she sells it like, "Hey, we can bring your husband's ashes up there." You know, he would really he'd like the fact that you're not staying at home and you're getting back on the horse and everything. So he talks to her. She talks to her. Now, they, she's a climber. She's a climber too. She was okay. she was watched her husband fall to his death. Like, oh, this I don't is like cliffhanger. Uh, Remember cliffhanger? Yeah, yeah. It was at the very beginning of cliffhanger. Basically, it's what it is. And uh, so they decide to go up there, and it's a ladder. For almost for the majority yeah. of it, but they're still hooking themselves in. They're still two thousand feet up or something like that. But it's an abandoned place out in the middle of the desert or something like that. And they get up there and uh, they do all this stuff and everything. But then the ladder breaks and there's only parts and they have a drone with them, but only so much battery. And they have all these different <laughs> little challenges cool. and everything. And, and it was good. It was it was a hell of a lot more effective. You know than what? I, thought I, it was I would be. do that climb. Yeah. If I could wear a base jumping parachute. Yeah, well, that was if there was like five things. If they had only told somebody we're going to go there, it would have been all right. Yeah, because at some but point, base were, jumping, you could fall and then just pull yeah. a parachute. And it, the, a lot of it was they could not get reception on their phone. But if they maybe they attached their phone or to the drone. At one point, they were like, maybe if we stuck it in our shoe and push send and drop it down at some point, because they knew at the base that they did have service. Okay. But it was it was cleverly done where they thought of every kind of scenario that would have happened, and I really enjoyed. it. I thought it was really good. Yeah, it would be too stressful for me yeah it oh it, i could see it being stressful for a lot that, of i can't watch that i can't watch like really tight cave oh that like t- the descent through tight like the tiny descent? that doesn't bother me i almost got stuck in that when that trip to new hampshire oh i wouldn't do it for sure but it we went remember we it. went through the, the yeah like the, old man uh, on the mountain type of thing yeah there was a the granite state new hampshire is yeah and granite like, it was a, it was weird they allowed you to do that i mean it even, was just a park it was yeah, it was just a state park, and we just saw a bunch of kids climb through there. But there was a couple like I was a big kid. I was like, I had to push three or four times to get through. Or I, <laughs> Can I get no back going through? back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that, it's creepy. So the the second movie, the one that made my decent list, and it was okay. It was it was better than a lot of the sequels. Was the new uh, Halloween, not Halloween, uh, Hellraiser. 
the new Hellraiser movie. I didn't know there was one. Yep. I thought it was a series. And then I'm literally about to start it now. Like, well, I'll watch episode one. And I'm like, oh, this is a movie. <laughs> I didn't realize this was a movie. Huh. And so Did I, you see the Hellraiser? Uh, yeah, that, that's from my dog show okay. list. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it might be. <laughs> so, uh, but Hellraiser, you know, it was all right. They had the Cenobites. They changed Pinhead to a, to a girl, which is fine. I had no problem with that because, to be honest with you, if someone's going to uh, try to convince me to uh, experience pleasures of heaven to hell, having the uh, hot Pinhead might uh, yeah. actually get me to do it. Of course. Uh, other than Doug Bradley. Nothing against you, Doug. Oh, shit. Silence that shit. And then, uh, but it was weird. They they kind of, after number three, everything, and there's been like nine of them. I mean, there's been like it's a, been a lot. shitload. He went to space in four, and then they went. Pinhead in uh, space? Yeah, yeah. And it was, it was decent, but the, uh, the first three were really only good. I thought the first two were masterpieces in I, I sometimes argue that two, two is even better than one because it's so good. And then three, I really enjoyed. We saw it in the Sarasota, uh, like, opening night for it. I don't know if you remember. Or Venice. I think you, me, and uh, someone you were dating uh, went there and checked it out. And then uh, after that, it's kind of fallen off. I saw a bunch of them in the movie theater. I saw the space one in the movie theater. I probably saw another one. One was called Bloodline and a whole bunch of ones. But this one, it was, it was going to be a reboot. I don't know why they... They even called it a reboot because it had nothing to do with the first one other than, yeah, the box opens and Cenobites show up. That's kind of the same thing. But I don't know why they didn't just put Hellraiser, colon, another thing or a new beginning or whatever they want to do. And uh, it was decent enough. You know, they they came up with a whole bunch of different rules. Like there was a, a it, different configurations of the box kind of showed what you were looking for. If you were looking for pleasure, pleasure, it, you had to conform it into one shape. And if you were going to another one, uh, like uh, if you were looking for uh, rehabilitation or uh, resurrection or something, it was another one. And her brother, uh, but it, also it's like whoever's playing with the box and the blood hits them, they're the ones the Cenobites come for. Uh, so there was a big thing of... You don't want that. It was a big thing with like art. There was an art collector who was looking for it and it was just hiring basically. It was just picking up guys or just hiring hobos to open it for them. So the uh, the blood can... Uh, it, which was always kind of a thing with uh, the Cenobites. One of my favorite scenes probably the one of the most grotesque scenes and i think i think we did like the the goriest scenes back in the day on uh, on the pod here and i'm pretty sure if i did hellraiser 2 would have been on there that was the one where uh he worked at the mental institute and he brought in the bloody mattress that the uh the one redhead woman died on in number one and he the, the idea was he was going to use the blood on the mattress to bring her back to life and he he brought in a cutter one of the mentally uh, challenged uh, patients and he just handed him a razor blade and he sits on the mattress and he's just cutting himself up and all of a sudden uh, Julia, Julia is your name, all of a sudden Julia's legs and arms come out of the mattress and grab him as he's like screaming there was so much blood in that scene still it's a, it's a very intense scene especially for like 1988 but uh, I the new one was alright, you know, it was alright I wouldn't go as far as say very good because it had some weird questionable things and things that changed the mythology and everything but dog shit well this was a movie we all knew was gonna be dog shit anyway because the second one was dog shit dog shit i don't think i think halloween kills there was one that was good yeah the first one one when he came to her house yep and she had a panic room she had a panic room in the basement and really good on fire that was really good we went to see in the theater i think we really everyone loved it everyone loved it and then the second that one came out 
The <coughs> second one was horrible. It had Anthony Michael. It had all the kids, like grown up Anthony Michael Hall, and the whole town was turning them against, against him uh, and wanted Michael and hated Laurie, and it, it was garbage. It was so bad. And it was almost universally hated. So we were all like, okay, what is three going to be? And yeah, they didn't. And I, I give this one a little bit of an edge over Kills. I think this one was slightly better than Kills just because it, towards the end of this, we did get like a six or seven minute scene with Laurie fighting Michael. And it was cool. That's kind of what you wanted Which to see. Which is everyone you want. But, but the problem with this one is is they introduce a new character completely who's just like this uh, troubled teen and everything. And literally he ends up finding michael and they're killing together and i'm like what the fuck there's, there's something happened on twitter that I, I i was so thrilled that somebody said it because i felt it and i mentioned it while we were watching it and it's it's an editing thing that they did and i'm not sure if they did it on purpose or if it was on accident where we see michael and this kid killing somebody and he, this this kid is also dating Laurie's like granddaughter and everything, so it's a it's a whole big fucking thing. It was it was ridiculous, but he he's like the try he's like the troubled kid that the the grandmother doesn't want uh, her to date, and he's going out on motorcycles with her and driving around and everything. It was, and he's getting beat up. That's what was ridiculous about it. He's getting beat up by the dorkiest band kids you've ever seen. Two of them women, and they just kick his ass. And then all of a sudden, the next scene, now he's fighting with Michael and kicking ass. I was like, you couldn't beat up the band dorks and now you're killing people maybe well, michael gave him some here's powers. the editing thing that i that i found fascinating and i for a split second i was super excited and super disappointed all at the same time so him and michael killed somebody and then the very next scene is a wide shot of the kid on the motorcycle with someone on the back and for a split second i thought michael was in the back and you go forward and you realize oh he's with the granddaughter again they're just driving around okay. town but for a split second and that's an editing thing that there's no one in the world watching that for a split second didn't, didn't have that feeling too and, and someone mentioned it on twitter and i was like holy shit someone else mentioned this i thought that was crazy <laughs> that because you literally go from a shot from them killing and then him on the wide shot on the bike and you see someone with his arms wrapped around him and i was like oh my god if they show michael with his arms wrapped around this guy on the back of the bike i think i'm gonna have to be out completely right now and cl- clearly they didn't go that route but it was man it was pretty cool they started playing some like caribbean music and they're running oh, through the meadow god it, it was ridiculous and then it ended ridiculous and i was like oh god thank god i was like bring this thing back where it's a prequel or go, or just go a different pivot route. in the universe i'm telling you there's two of the best and i know we're movie related we're gonna go on to our two big subjects here uh but the, and I'm watching a bunch of series right now on TV. The two best series right now on TV is The Patient, which is the one with Steve Carell is kidnapped by a serial killer and kept in the serial killer's basement, and the serial killer is going out to kill people. And Steve Carell is his therapist, so he just comes home and has therapy like right afterwards and everything. And it's uh, it's very interesting, very well written. I, I really, really enjoy it. Uh, the other se- series, that Star Wars series Andor, is the best thing star wars has ever done they have, ever they have so many potential you would love it you would love it and I'm, i and that's saying a lot because i don't think i would ever say that there's no creatures in it it's all grounded it's all about the rebellion starting and the spies and the double agents and everything and it's written by tony gilroy and his brother uh dan gilroy i think and they've done some really high level shit i think tony gilroy 
uh, did like Michael Clayton and a whole bunch of stuff. And he's come out and says, I don't like Star Wars films. And so he's going to write this series. And he writes it like a non-Star Wars fan. And it's so smart. And the writing is like Narcos, The Wire. It's that level of writing. You're like, holy shit, I cannot believe we're getting this. And this is a Star Wars series. There's like one point where they have to rob the like... uh, they're they're gonna put a big punch to the empire by robbing this like their quarterly kind of gold reserve from this one place and it's a three episode arc that goes up to the uh to the the heist and the heist is the whole episode and you're like on the edge of your seat and i was like this is the best thing i've seen all year and it's so good and i was like i can't believe this is star wars <laughs> and we've got like three or four episodes more of those and i think they're gonna make three seasons so i am super excited it's the best thing on disney plus right now so if you're a star wars friend or even a mild star wars fan check out andor but yeah you'd love it it's great did you watch anything this week uh no no it's <laughs> what sucks about being busy man i got uh time to do it you know I could make time if I just don't like being inside. Yeah, it's the being inside part yeah. that kills you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. You're out, put there on on, the far- you're out there on the farm. I'll put on uh, on YouTube. Yeah, while I'm eating, and I'll watch like you know what I like watching I, that Pawn Stars. Yeah, I think a lot of people do that just for background noise because you don't have to. I really be familiar I'm fascinated with, with antiques and yeah. finding. I have this like fantasy that I'll be, yeah, that I'll rent a metal detector and we have like three hundred year old oak yeah, trees yeah. that someone oh, planted in a row. I just found Excalibur sword. Or, Why's that over here? I'm thinking more like a <laughs> like Civil War gold buried yeah, yeah, in, a, yeah, yeah. Buried in a little chest. That would be the more likely <laughs> chance, I suppose, because it was battlefields all yeah. over that place. Yeah. No, I am fascinated with that too because I, that's why I watched that comic book men for so long. Because yeah. it was, and I, I didn't like the little fucking trips they made or anything. But just just give me that stuff with people bringing in what they got and you offering them money. That that's all I need. I love it. And that's, they had the f- f- number one Spider Man sell for like twelve thousand. Eric got the biggest lot. The Amazing I've ever Fifteen. Seen. He Ma- got Fantasy Fifteen. He got Amazing Spider Man One. He got Hulk One. He got. He got probably a quarter of a million dollars. He won't tell me how much. I got uh, probably paid thirty grand for it or something. I think it's a lot less than that. I think he he banked at, right after it happened. He sold. He immediately sold the Spider Man one before the Amazing Fantasy apparently. Mm-hmm. So he sold the Spider Man one, and I'm I'm think he got like five or six thousand for it, uh, which is a gift. I told him. I said I said these need to be CGC, and he doesn't want to do it. He's he's like, I was like, you're gonna get the difference. Well, he sell I said you'll get thirty thousand, or you'll get two hundred and fifty thousand. Sell them to us, and we'll uh, CGC. Uh, they're almost all gone. People jumped on those things like you wouldn't believe, That's and good. He, he gave them uh, probably at a song. But he even even w- it's what, all about profit margin. That's the thing. He probably made a hundred times what he paid for. You're it. always going to be able to make more. Like you can yeah. look back and say we should have held on to this. We yeah, should have yeah, held yeah. it. And maybe we should have. But if you made thir- if you made two hundred percent profit, yeah, yeah, and yeah. you went off and bought two other things, it made a hundred percent profit. Think of all the ex. Potential that the money. This is my business. Lecture. And he uh, he took the first chunk. He he sold it to like five or six different people, but he, he made a shitload. He made thousands upon thousands of dollars in that like one week in the last couple weeks. So he's been beaming. But uh, on the first one, he paid half his business partner, the guy he bought the store from. Boom! He now he owns the store. And then the second one, he got his front door fixed, which was like a three thousand dollar fix and everything. I was like, I was like, that thing just is like a game changer for you. So it was great that he, yeah. that happened. That, so I mean, you're always hoping to find. And that one thing yeah. that somebody doesn't know they have because yeah. think about it if you really want to know what you have 
you can find out. What it you gets have. less and less every day that you'll you, the chances of you finding yeah. something crazy. Uh-huh. Like I was gonna that book sale is this week, and I have no reason to go to it anymore because they don't sell things for fifty cents anymore. They look on eBay, they and they actually put on the sticker our price, eBay's price. I was like, you motherfuckers. I mean, dude. it's good on them. Yeah, I, but luckily I own three thousand movies, and there's very few I can't find. Yeah. Uh, I've been warming up. I told you in the last pod, I think I've been warming up to VHSs more because uh, it looks like film. It well, that's the thing, and I've been and it's helped that the Quentin podcast has really turned me around because they only use they only watch VHSs, and he talks about the the great things about. It. And I think they're going to have a huge resurgency of it too. But also the fact that some of those movies you want to look rough, like the old horror movies or the mm-hmm. old '70s movies. So I I just bought uh, the movie I'm talking about today. So this is a good segue. I, I just bought it on VHS. Uh, what is your movie? Let's go into yours first. What is your movie? That you're Shutter, Island. Sh- 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 Shutter oh, Island. Oh, sh- sh- Shutter Island. <laughs> Shutter Island. <laughs> By the great Martin Scorsese. I think a lot of people forget that Martin Scorsese did that. It doesn't have a yeah. real Scorsese feel to it. No, I mean it's got uh, it's got Leo in there. Leo <laughs> That'll in let there. you know. And I'm going to pick the movie I was referring to uh, that I just got on VHS is Marathon Man. Which is one of my favorite kind of 70s thriller by the great uh, John Schlesinger, who brought us uh, probably his most famous would be Midnight Cowboy. Uh, he won an Oscar for it. So I'm walking here. I, I'm walking here. <laughs> also, uh, a great uh, uh, Dustin Hoffman movie. I bought another 70s Dustin Hoffman movie this week that I haven't got a chance to watch yet called Straight Time. I've never even heard of it. I'm not sure if he's a pimp or he's a drug dealer or something. It's just called Straight Time. Did he get me to... It was a slight one. It was one of those, he, he puts his hand on my lower back whenever we take pictures type of type of uh, yeah. ones, which is it's creepy, but it's not like... <laughs> Bill Murray is Well, Bill Murray's coming too. out. I think it's more that he, people don't understand. I think he's trying to be funny and people aren't understanding his humor. Yeah. He like kissed thing. a girl that had a mask on. Yeah. So it didn't really actually touch her. Yeah. But she he, felt I think it's, yeah. weird about it. He's not Chevy Chase. And Chevy Chase is... I think slowly dipping his toe to get back out there. He did a Bill Maher interview this week, uh, which is good because I think he comes across as kind of a, a crass, just old curmudgeon type dude. And maybe he is. Maybe I mean, he probably uh, is. He probably is. But I think it's uh, gotten a little bit uh, maybe out of bounds. I'm not sure, but I'm not uh, diving deep. I haven't, he has most of what I hear about Chevy Chase is that he's just making people's life uh, intolerable on the set, which is never good, which I do hear that about Bill Murray, too. Yeah. There's a video don't, that... Don't be a dick. Did you see the video that came out this week about with him and uh, Gina Davis when they're doing... I heard about it. I, I, I didn't saw see the video. video. I, I didn't the see video. the video. I just heard her side of the story, and it and sounded it, crazy to me. And uh, Like Quick Change, right? When they were doing uh, press for Quick Change. Yeah. And what did, the, what did, what did she say about it? I mean... No, this was her coming on the set. On the set. I saw an interview for the promotion and it was weird. He kept he touched her through the whole thing, smelling her hair. He did it to be funny, but it wasn't funny to anyone but him. So he's trying to pull her strap down and she's pulling it up and he's just why does he keep touching her? And he was trying to be very funny during the thing. And it didn't come she, off that way. She was something happened and I think she was late to the set, but it was because of wardrobe or something. And like he said something silly or stupid to her but then he wouldn't stop and he just kept doing it to her all yeah. day well and that was the lucy lou problem i think too lucy lou uh, had a major problem with him on the set of charlie's angels i like lucy lou 
I like her too, and it sucks that anyone is going to be. I, I couldn't imagine. We've been on film sets. We've done films. The, the idea that anyone Bill is Murray, but I don't hold any illusions that he's not a dick. Sometimes I think the industry kind of makes you that way if you're in there long. I enough. guess so. I think I think you got to get in, or you got to get out, or you got to be that guy that's he's got just a great a, commercial. You've probably never seen because the only time I've ever seen it is on uh, golf. He's a huge golfer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he has a golf clothing brand. Interesting. And the commercial stuff. And his brothers did yeah. him. Him and his brother are in the commercial. Which brother? Bill, uh, uh, Brian Doyle or yeah, Brian uh, Joel? Doyle. Or the other one. Brian Doyle, I yeah. think. And it starts out, they're in their company's warehouse and they're sleeping in the racks. And the alarm goes off and he's like, all right, time to get up. We got to make the orders. <laughs> and then shows him like pushing his brother on a hand cart. They're picking shirts off. He's like, oh, this is the spring collection. This I'll have sweet. to pull that up. That's funny. <laughs> but uh, they, have a, they have a huge thing in Orlando, a restaurant, golf-themed restaurant oh, associated with a golf course, I think. Huh. Uh, he's a huge golfer. Oh yeah, that I knew. I knew he was always a huge him and his brothers. So that's that's kind of cool. And they had a show or something with him and his brothers. Is that what, was on the golf channel Probably. also. It must have been yeah. So let's go in some uh, Shutter Island here. Shutter Island's one of those movies that we're gonna have to spoil. You know, if you if you haven't seen Shutter Island, um, maybe tune out until you until you watch it. Or uh, fast forward where we can talk about Marathon Man. We're never going to be able to do it justice yeah. by talking about it. The it, story is fantastic, but it's filmed fantastic. It's filmed really, really well, and the ending is really good. It was one of those endings that uh, it had probably been done a few times, but it, it hadn't been done for a while when it came out. So it kind of... Uh, it, and if it's done well, I really don't have a problem if it's one of those cliche type uh And this endings. movie is weird because I know someone that grew up on a like a psychiatric island. Oh, interesting. Uh, Maria's dad, his stepfather was a renowned German psychiatrist. Oh, interesting. So after World War II, they smuggled yeah. his ass over here, and he ran a psychiatric hospital for the criminally insane. And his son and his wife lived on oh, the property. That sounds like a movie right there in, in, in itself. And lived on its property, and his, <laughs> the dad, the stepdad, was really kind of weird, and uh. he did. Lawrence Olivier weird. wasn't he did like weird. him in the dope, he like, was he? <laughs> he like, well, he, I think he did weird things to his mom, like dope her up on medication to keep her from like being a complaining woman. Or There's nothing about German I, I'm sorry science. if listening and I'm, no. <laughs> German scientist really rings that bell a whole shit. <laughs> well, it kind of it had its overtones in this, yeah, yeah too. Yeah, for sure. Uh, talk about a great cast that every single person in this movie was really good. It was really well cast and... It wasn't like those movies, what like what they're saying about Amsterdam now, which they, it was my Zodiac. Uh, it was a Zodiac. Yeah, John Carroll Lynch. Yeah, I love that guy. It, what they're saying about Amsterdam uh, now is that they they packed. Terrible, I heard it's terrible, and I have no interest in seeing it even for free, because it, it's. They say they just pack it with actors, and uh, David O. Russell used to your ass used to be beautiful, and and now <laughs> he he absolutely completely sucks. But and, what's his name said it was great. Who's this? Christian Bale's. Yeah, said it was great. He also said he, this week that he isn't much of a movie fan. And he has no knowledge of film whatsoever. He, That's he, weird. Yeah, he says he has nothing, no knowledge other than that. Oh, he, before he likes I forget, there's a great series on YouTube. Uh, go to GQ, the magazine, or the mm-hmm. they put out. A, they get all the top level actors. Yeah, and they they just a one shot interview with them, and they cut back to film, and they just talk about their top five movies oh yeah and you it's know, everybody i'll have to check that it's out. literally every like you will you'll spend hours and hours and hours and they'll just talk about huh. this this is what made me like That's they cool. did him and they did american uh they did a uh, psycho american psycho american yeah, yeah, psycho yeah. 
and uh, he was talking about they didn't they weren't going to give her the money. They they brought her in the and him in yeah. to do a reading and to oh, see if they could get financing. We're talking and about an actress, or they the brought director? the director yeah. and Christian Bale in, and they did a reading to get the movie funded. Yeah, and then they said, "Okay, thank you. We're gonna we're gonna get a different director. We're gonna get a different." They were only supposed to come in and pitch it. Yeah, and then he's like, "No, we're gonna figure out how to make this movie." Yeah, yeah. so he only made like ten grand. Yeah, or something. Well, that's like with John Hammond with the uh, the Fletch giving up half his or like sixty percent of his salary for three extra days. He says, "You know, you're a committed actor and everything." And I can't wait to see that. That's going to be go down. I think as one of the movies I should have saw in the theater and I didn't. And I don't know if it's got to be real close to coming out on streaming. I'm not sure where or when it's going to come out, but I want to check that Ray out. Ray Liotta was one of those guys, but he'd pick up the tab. To yeah, film yeah, 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 yeah. He did with Narc. And I think Narc. He ended up putting more money in than he ended up getting out for it because him and his wife were the producers on it uh, for that Joe. Caleron, I think, was his director for that. But that's the reason I bought up uh, Amsterdam is what people are saying is it's packed with actors who deliver one line and it just takes you out of the movie and like, all right, why did Taylor Shift, uh, Swift come in and do one line and and leave? Mm-hmm. Or why Remy Malek or Anya Taylor-Joy? And they were like, everything's weird and quirky and it just didn't add up and it was way too long. It was like two hours and 12 minutes. You missed don't a- give a shit. So. Is it, uh, are you missing the point? Is it supposed to be ironic maybe? Or I don't know. Like, I, I, it just wasn't entertaining enough. It, so. Oh, you didn't uh, see no, it? No, I haven't seen okay. it. I'm just saying. I, you know what? I'll always watch something oh, yeah. from somebody that I respect as a director because maybe it's like. The problem is I don't respect that guy and I don't, I don't. I don't respect him from a, from a human being perspective. There hasn't been a whole lot of movies he did that I'm like uber fans that I couldn't do. Like Three Kings. Uh, take it or leave I liked it. Three Kings. Uh, Flirting with Disaster. Okay. I liked Flirting take with Disaster. I think I liked everything he's uh, done. American Hustle. Okay. Uh, th- th- that Joy movie where about uh, I didn't see that. she's like invents the mop or something like that. I had no interest in that. Yeah. I didn't care for Silver Linings Playbook and everything. I didn't so see that either. I mean, he's competent enough in everything, but I'm, I'm not sure what he was going with with that. Anyways, that was one of the ones where if you packed it with actors, it does not automatically work. But this one was this packed one with was actors. packed with great character actors. Sir I mean, Ben Kingsley. Sir Ben Kingsley, obviously Leonardo DiCaprio, Michelle Williams, Elias, Codius was really good Ruffalo. in it. Uh, Mark Ruffalo was one of the uh, last great things he did before he uh, kind of sold out to the Marvel uh, Spotlight world. was my favorite thing. Uh, yeah, I loved him in Spotlight. I loved him in everything. that movie to people, though? What's that? I have a hard time recommending that movie. Oh, to really? No, I mean, it's a good investigative movie. I mean, it's That's not great. like you're you're watching Priest Molest Kids. You're watching the investigation of it and everything. So It's true. Uh, Plus, it hits too close to home, too. The, the one... Uh, <laughs> we grew up in that. A, a couple of the female actors, one of the the girl from the uh, the Deadpool, not like the the Marvel Deadpool, the Clint Eastwood, Dirty Harry. Yeah, she was Deadpool, the redhead, the one where he found in the cave. And yeah, that she was, was her. like had a knife. I can't on remember him and... her damn name. And she's really good. She's won Oscars before. I loved her. And there's a there's a Thanksgiving movie with her called Pieces of April. This is one of those movies when you go back after you finish watching it, you oh it's a fun second. You try watch. to figure out why you didn't figure it out sooner. Yeah. It, it's a great second watch. I, I really enjoy it. Let me see what her name is. Patricia Clarkson is her name. Yeah, there's so much to this movie. Yeah. So why don't you tell us kind of the gist of it? Did the we get all the major? Yeah, Emily think, Mortimer is in no, it. No, uh, was Max von Sydow. Max von Sydow was in it. It's probably got to be one of his uh, died, Jackie man. Earl Haley. Uh, did Max die recently? Let me see. Yeah, he died 2020, age 90. Yeah. Oh, was also, the guy that played the guy that played Freddy Krueger. 
Uh, Jackie Earl Hurley, that's what okay. I just mentioned. Uh, yeah, before we go any further, uh, big shout out to uh, Robbie Coltrane. Uh, I was sad to see him oh, go. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what was his comedy that he was in? That was I, really it's funny. the one I just the watched. Nuns on the Run. Yep, I just watched yeah. it last week. I was so like, good. everyone's going to be watching Harry Potter. I'm watching Nuns on yeah, the Run. Yeah, hell yeah. But all, after I watched Nuns on the Run, I'm like, now I got to watch Let It Ride because remember, oh, yeah. he was the guy that's who right. was, he was at the, the counter <laughs> thinking of married <laughs> stories about you, man. <laughs> uh, Ted Levine was also in this movie, he played the warden. In this, oh, yeah, in uh, yeah. Shutter Island, he was obviously uh, James Gunn from uh, friggin' man. This film, movie was filled with great people. I have to say, this uh, this doctor was committed to getting his patients well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess <laughs> it was the craziest that. thing yeah. I've ever heard of. So go, go through. So it takes place in New England. Yep, uh, the side of Boston or north of Boston, maybe. Yep. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio has a big. Boston accent. Yeah. He does okay. He does it's all not right. great. Yeah, it's not great. But he had done it before in the departed. Yeah. So so he 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 navigates his way around there. Yeah. Um so the, I know it starts with he, him and Ruffalo mm-hmm. are detectives. They're on a ferry going to this island. Yeah. And when they get there, you get a sense this island's kind of special because you you're escorted yeah. by the guards. He's trying to tell you where you can go, where you can't go. You never you never fully appreciate the annoyance of everyone on the island until the second viewing you're, you're really oh yeah it, that's what, being forced. that's what's so great about it like why is everyone just not cooperating why why is people like walking out of the room rolling their eyes and you don't understand yeah. until the mm-hmm. movie is over and then on the second viewing you're like oh that's perfect well, it, well the what it, what it created was a bunch of suspicion. Yeah. So that all that avoidance and the, all this led you to believe something was going on here. Yeah. That, and it, there was. It just wasn't what you thought it was. Yeah, yeah. So they're investigating. A patient went missing. Yeah. They think she, they think she jumped or got washed out on the rocks and yeah. is dead. And she'll come up. Pulled an Andy Frayne. Yeah. But didn't get away, died on the yeah. rocks. Yeah. Um, but then someone thinks that she's still alive in a cave. And uh, nothing's adding up. People's people have got like uh, so he starts interviewing everybody, and like some of them are passing notes to him saying nothing's what it appears to be. Don't yeah. get fooled. And like he's like, then he starts suspecting that his partner, yeah, Ruffalo, is like framing him or doing something. And they try. There's they've been surveilled the whole time. Like yeah. people are watching them the whole time they're out there. And gradually, when you're watching it, they're showing us kind of a backstory about. Uh, Leo's life where he was yeah. he might not he's all, having bad dreams he's having bad dreams and he's had some terrible kind of post-traumatic stress you're, you're assuming is post-traumatic stress from an incident that happened with his wife yeah and uh and what and you get to see that that that, that was a, a crazy a very scene. scene crazy very scene. crazy scene the, very Michelle uh, Williams never wasn't it like Pamela Smart type of thing exactly it was Pamela Smart yeah yeah where she he came home and we're kind of fast forwarding but he came home and she had drowned all of her kids yep. in the lake. Yep. Laid them out on the grass. No, he went and oh, got them out, out of the lake. That's right. Remember, he, he brought them on the shore and he lined them up and he spent a few minutes with his wife and like he was crying and like, how can you do this? And like, yeah. they were hugging and said, oh, there'll be our beautiful flowers forever. And then oh, all, of a sudden you, all of a sudden you heard the gun go off. Yeah. And he shot her. There was another him. movie that reminded me of that uh, type of situation before even the Pamela Smart thing. Do you ever remember the movie Rapture with Mimi Rogers? Mm. She like believed the rapture was coming and she believed it so much that she just brought her kid up onto this like rock in California and shot him in the back of the head. Don't worry, the rapture's happening soon anyways. And the rapture doesn't happen. You're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> what was Flowers in the Attic? Oh, Flowers in the Attic was just the evil, uh, the mother and uh, grandmother that kept the kids up in the attic and uh, while the mother had an 
extraordinary life <laughs> of uh, leisure and everything, and they, they were both horrible, horrible people. Yeah, nothing like that. Flowers in the Attic is. A good I just book. remember that book in Mom's book collection. Oh the, yeah, the cover of that book. Oh yeah, it's a creepy ass book. It's man. creepy. It had yeah. like windows. The first page, yep. the main page had holes in it. Yeah, and you saw the flowers in the second page. Yeah, but you knew what the flowers represented, and you were like, "Yeah, the kids, man." That was a great book. Great movie. I loved uh, Louise Fletcher, the nurse Ratched, who just oh, recently she passed too. She played the grandmother, but the mother was even worse than the grandmother. The grandmother was horrible, but man, that mom was horrible. She was like. It, that doesn't even click. Her husband, like, left her and her children, so she went to live with the grandparents and everything. And then when she... And she had been estranged from the grandparents for so long, and the grandparents are filthy rich. So instead of, like, all of them taking advantage of it, she just stuck her kids in the attic and got all the money and was dating hot dudes and having sex and everything and pretending her kids didn't exist. And the kids were, like, wasting away because they were, like, starving to death, drinking their own blood <laughs> up in the attic. And uh, Christy Swanson was one of the kids, and it was uh, it was creepy. Uh, and I think the book had some in, uh, like the kids might have had sex together or something like that. I remember that was. <laughs> I didn't want to go on this de- yeah, yeah. detail. All right, sorry. detour. <laughs> but, so he the it like any good investigation movie. There's a there's a climax. Yeah. Where he everybody's against him, and then all works up to that like all uh, works lighthouse. up to the was it a lighthouse that he had to get into? Yeah. So he had to go and. He's looking for the patient. Was it Articus Noel? Is that the name? I definitely wouldn't have been able to pull the name. Are we talking uh, Elias or uh, Jackie Earl? The, the Jackie Earl. Yeah, he grabbed him, and they had a real conversation. Oh, yeah. He's like, you don't even know what's one going on. One of the on best. Ja- I love Jackie yeah. Earl Haley. I think sometimes he's miscast, but when he is cast correctly, man, I mean, that he guy just is looks great. really weird. So yeah. he has to. But be he's a intense. Type. He gets intense. Super in intense. I, I loved him from obviously back during Bad News Bears, but. For me, I loved him in uh, Breaking Away. I was going to say Breaking, Breaking Away. Breaking Away, was he was awesome in. Uh, and I liked him in the... He was the only good thing about that RoboCop remake. He, he okay. played like the guns guy who, who would get the RoboCop the guns and everything. And he was really good, really intense. Really, the only thing I didn't like him in is Freddy. And that was... I think anyone wasn't that bad. Anyone would have failed at that. He, I thought opinion. he did a pretty good job. Yeah, I think the remake... I think it just sucked the movie. So. The movie probably just yeah. sucked. Wasn't any Hellraiser. No. <laughs> Uh, <coughs> so, spoiler alert! Yeah, here's where the here's where it gets. Oh shit! I gotta watch this movie again. <laughs> you find out. So he goes into the lighthouse, and he's Ben Kingsley's. Ben there. Kingsley's there, smoking his pipe, and he gets his gun, and he's about to shoot the doctor. Yeah, and the doctor's like, like holding out for the very last soap because what really happened is he was a patient at this hospital. At the hospital. And he's, he's and part he, of like some. He now has delusion. Treatment. He went crazy because he killed his wife and watched his kids drown. Yeah. So he's there for, and so he creates these fantasies. And Ben Kingsley was hoping that he would solve all the problems yeah. he had by At, playing out the fantasy. Very similar, if you really think about it, to Memento in a lot of ways. Very similar, except he was doing it himself. He wasn't part of like yeah, a, yeah. A, a medical treatment kind of system where he's trying to relive it in a certain way that hopefully he'll he'll come to an understanding. And. You know, the, this was like the last step before lobotomy or something. Yeah, right? they were they they were like, he's like, I'm cured, thank you, doc, yeah. and like, so he, you thought that it worked, you thought his yeah. plan worked, and so the last scene of the movie is is uh, he's sitting on the steps, 
And Mark Ruffalo comes up and he's like, how you doing? He's like, yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. Yep. He's like, but I'm starting to put it all together. Yeah, you like, realize, oh, he, he slipped back he, into it. Very similar to yeah. like Memento. I never really made that connection before, but it, it kind of mm. is. But once you find that ending out, what, what is great about it is your mind's immediately going back to the beginning of the oh, movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, when they're it's, on the boat together and they're coming over and John Carroll Lynch is kind of like... You can never hit. watch it for the first time again ever because you got to yeah. know the yeah, yeah, but it's, twist, but it's, it's fun almost, going back and re- For me, it's almost more enjoyable Yeah, uh, knowing the ending mm-hmm. for that. Very similar to... Uh, um, Old Memento is a good one. The game is another one where you once yep. you know the ending for the game, you go back and watch, and you're like, "Oh, this is kind of wild, man." And uh, yeah, especially when you watch the the prison guards and the patients, are very interesting their interactions with Leo and everything. And Ted Levine, who Ted Levine is the warden, who just can't believe we're even doing this yeah, he's type like, of thing. This is silly. This is this is silly. This is stupid. All right, I guess we'll play around with this and everything. And John Carroll he picks him up way. in the jeep after he was wandering out by yeah. himself alone, mm-hmm. and he said, "We're both." What did he say? We're both hunters or warriors or yeah. something. Like he had this whole big speech <laughs> to him. That's funny. That it, it's a fantastic movie though, and I was thrilled that Scorsese got to do it because it's not the typical Scorsese movie. Definitely you know, it's not. really great when you can see Scorsese kind of go out on his on his normal. I mean, we all like Goodfellas and Casino and those types of movies, but every once in a while he'll do a uh, a Hugo or a. Uh, this one's probably closer to like Cape Fear. I really liked Hugo. You liked it or you didn't? I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, I liked Sasha Baron Cohen in it. He was great. May have just been cast as Mephisto in the Marvel Universe as like basically the Lucifer I saw a headline incarnate. before I came over here that said that... Uh, the one about Harrison? No. Well, I saw that about joining the MCU, but the, also the guy who I thought might have be the next Bond, they said he wasn't going to be the next Bond. Oh, Hen- Idris? Henry Cavill. Oh, Henry Cavill? Yeah, he yeah. signed on to be uh, uh, Superman again. Okay. Which is interesting. Yeah, he would have made a good bond. They need to go young, man. You you, you need to put a 30-year-old in there. Keep him around. I mean, yeah. look how fast uh, Daniel Craig aged. How many? They, they do one every three years, four if years? If they'd made five with Daniel Craig, maybe? Something Over 20 like years? Casino Roy, uh, Royale, Quantum of Solace. What year was uh, the first one? Ooh, the first one. Must have been early 2000s. Must have been so 2000. Like yeah. He probably 20 was, years? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe 16, 17 years. Who did the most Bond films ever? Might be him now. Uh, It was Roger for the longest time. How long did Roger Uh, do? Roger probably did eight or something like that. So Roger still might have it. He he probably still has it. He probably still has it. Uh, I mean, even uh, Sean did seven or eight or something like that. I mean, he did more than Lazenby. (laughs) Sean Connery got lucky. He, He broke free from that Bond. Yeah. Yeah. And went on to do all kinds of different stuff. Uh, Roger didn't, but Roger had enough money, and he was old enough that he just went into and did a lot of his... Uh, he liked publicity. Well, he did the charity work. He, he worked with... Uh, what's that thing we used to have to collect for? UNICEF. Uh, My favorite thing with him is that opening scene in... Oh, in Cannonball Run. Cannonball Run uh, when he pulls the gun on his mother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not Roger Moore. <laughs> <laughs> so great. Yeah, he was a, a wonderful human being from every... Uh, thing I've heard so really That's yeah good. well I'm interested in the new Scorsese movie the one that has uh, Leo in it and uh, it's like the the curse of the yellow moon or something like that it was some weird kind of artsy title some pretentious title but it looked really good and it's got um, Brendan Fraser in it so Brendan Fraser's I'll watch anything with Leo yeah I'd watch anything with Leo I remember way back in the day when he was like a like a teen heartthrob like a punk kid and you were like I was eh. like Titanic, well, Titanic didn't Titanic help. Titanic didn't Titanic help. Titanic didn't help. I was like, and I didn't like the... Uh, I like we, Basketball Diaries. Yeah, but 
That was a depressing movie, sort of. He showed his skill real early. Like he did. after the after growing, he left Growing Pains. He was on Growing Pains for like two years. I didn't like that remake of the Romeo and Juliet. Either. No, I didn't like that either. Yeah. I didn't so like he had that. a couple strikes against him. He did early on with me. But when you saw him in like Who's Eating? Oh, What's Eating Gilbert Grape? You were like, there? Oh God, this guy's got some skills, yeah. and he is he is doing movies Are that don't. Silver Spoons. No, the Growing Pains. Growing Pains. Yeah, Growing Pains was the one. And uh, yeah, for like two seasons, though. It was good. Every once in a while, you'll see an old episode on. I was like, it's fucking Leo on Growing Pains. So crazy. crazy. They couldn't afford him now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, best friends with Tobey Maguire. Like, he's they've been best friends best for friend like, they've been, they've been best friends like their entire life. And I don't, not sure if they've ever done a movie together. It's very interesting. You would think they'd make that happen. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to Scorsese's next movie. I mean, he's taken some heat earlier about I mean, shitting on old. Marvel. He was just a little late because it, he was shitting around. He was shitting on him around Avengers Endgame and yeah. Infinity War, and the problem was just if you waited two years, everyone would have agreed with you because that is literally when the Marvel movies stopped being good after yeah. that phase because they're absolute garbage now. They're they, garbage. Uh, how do they get it back? Uh, lose the comedy. Lose everything. Doesn't need to be so goddamn funny. They've taken it to the point where it's, it's almost Disney owns it. Disney owns it. Yeah. It's almost like Naked Gun. Oh my God! Did you hear the news about who the uh, they're going to remake Naked Gun? No. And who the Leslie Nielsen uh, character is going to be? Who? Uh, uh, Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson is going to be the new Leslie Nielsen. I am all there for that. That might be good. Because remember, Leslie Nielsen never played it funny. He the whole joke yeah. of Naked Gun was he is serious mm-hmm. and he doesn't joke and he's not. It's just the scenes he's doing. So seeing Liam Neeson do that really is. Uh, is exciting for me. And I think those movies should be coming back. The only movie I want to see that I've seen a trailer for recently, and it's probably even two years old at this point, is the Nicolas Cage one when he plays himself. Oh, shit, that's already out. Yeah, Yeah, I know. We have that area. I I own it. It's a great movie. Yeah, But it looked good. It's really funny. Really funny. I like that guy from Narcos. Yeah, and he is really, really good in it. There's a scene where those two do acid in the the movie together, and it's probably the funniest (laughs) thing I've seen in the last, like, three or four years. Yeah, that's one of those movies that you get exactly what the trailer promises you. Like, if you like the trailer, you'll love the movie, because it's just that and more. There's a lot of times where it's... That usually means you have a good movie. If you have to trick people to watching it by... Well, the concern is when the... When you love the trailer, like, oh, is those the only good scenes in it? Yeah. Is that what we saw? And it wasn't <coughs> that case. The funniest stuff wasn't even in the trailer for that movie. So it was really, really well done. I, I, that's definitely on my top of, uh, I think it's definitely in Justin's, one of his top but 2022s. Shutter Island. All right, another one. I'm going to go back to the 70s. Last week I went to uh, talk about some French Connection. Just bought French Connection 2. I'm going to watch that for the first time this week. Uh, and Maybe I saw it back in the day, but I don't remember shit about it, so I'm interested in checking that out. But Marathon Man has been huge, and this is going to be a tie-in for our Halloween episode next week too because uh, next week we're going to bring you a great Halloween episode where me, Dave, and Justin all sit down and we're going to talk about the movies that are in. This is a good thing if you're listening and you want to listen to last next week's episode find a copy of Terror in the Isles which is a great good luck yeah it, it's <laughs> it's a little bit more difficult I, it might be on YouTube that's the place I didn't check check YouTube and see if it's got Terror in the Isles full movie uh, and basically what it is it's a uh, compilation of all the best horror uh, horror and thriller kind of moments from the se- 70s and like uh, mid to uh, early 80s and it, it's all great. It's a lot of it's the Warner Brothers and Universal movies. And I, I think the, it's primarily those two companies, all their movies. So you're seeing Jaws and The Thing, and they went into some thrillers that technically wouldn't be horror, but it's still on that kind of uh, 
wavelength. And one of them is marathon, man. I think that's the first time you, me, and anyone that uh, uh, watched movies back then had even knew what Marathon Man was because of the clips from Taylor and the Isles. And then I went after Taylor and the Isles and went uh, and watched it. And I was like, well, this is just a fabulous friggin' thriller, man. I just love this movie. And I'm... I've been watching a lot of like 70s kind of grungy movies, which is why VHS is great for those, because that's exactly how they're supposed to look. So this is John Schlesinger, and it stars three big heavies. Two of them were already really big at the point, and the third one hadn't really broken out. And so we've got uh, Dustin, no, four big heavies, sorry. Uh, Lawrence Olivier obviously was a huge star, and he was uh, in his later years in this. I, I looked up a bunch of stuff about him. He was... He was riddled with cancer. Doing, he didn't play doing too many movie. villains either. No, not many mo- uh, movies. He's always played a uh, Julius Caesar, I guess you could say. Julius Caesar's uh, not a villain. <laughs> and uh, I loved him in Boys from Brazil was one of my favorite ones. And that's an interesting pairing with this because he hunts Nazis yeah. in that movie. Mm-hmm. And in this movie, he plays a Nazi. So apparently in real life, he was riddled with cancer. <laughs> he was a Nazi. He, no, no, no. That's not where I was going with that. Apparently in real life. That's not the Mike Myers motorcycle moment. Uh, so he was riddled with cancer, and he did this movie just to get a, another paycheck for his family. He thought he was on his way out. So he was on chemo during this thing, and he had problems with his lines and everything. But he, he pulled in as a professional that he is. He, he uh, put all he could into it. And then after the movie, the cancer went into remission. He lived another 13 years. So he was able to see the movie come out and uh, live another 13 years. So it was great. But you've got Sir Lawrence Olivier, Dustin Hoffman, Roy Schneider, like fresh off uh, Jaws. He had read the book on Jaws, and he was like, oh, I want to do play this character. I want to play the brother. <coughs> and uh, William Devane. And William Devane didn't really become super famous. I think he became famous in the film community when he did Rolling Thunder, which is a movie me and Dave are going to do in like a, like a month or so when we start our new segment, which is a great William Devane movie. And then he went, he had a moment where he did Marathon He's Man. In pay, he was a payback guy, right? Uh, yeah. Well, that was his comeback, There's too. a man in my office. Uh, he hadn't done anything that <laughs> Such a crazy had, voice. Yeah, he hadn't done anything people had seen in like 15 years when Payback came out. Really? Because around the 70s, he did Rolling Thunder. He did uh, uh, The Marathon Man. He did the... Uh, he replaced Boilermaker and uh, the Bad News Bears uh, trilogy, I think. It was He did Break he and did Training. Uh, break and uh, Chaining and Japan, I think d- he, he okay. came on to do. I don't think I ever saw the Japan one. Oh, they're both good. Breaking, yeah, I like William Devane, though. He, he was always somebody, yeah, he's got a great voice and very commanding, and I loved him in this, too. So to give you the gist about Marathon Man, because most people remember the torture dentist scenes in it, but they forget about what the actual story is, and there's obviously that famous line, which we're... I can't believe we haven't titled an episode this yet, but this uh, episode will be titled, Is It Safe? Uh, and it's it been used in comic relief in... Uh, Spoiler alert. Hot it Shots. Was, it was not. It was not safe. <laughs> Remember Hot Shots when he did it? When he fell, one of the uh, the bad guys at yeah. the end of Hot Shots fell down the stairs and yeah. into the dentist chair, and he says, is it safe? And he <laughs> started working on his teeth, and his eyes got big, and 10% of the audience knew what the fuck that, that was, the whole scene was about, but it was for us 10% that knew. I laughed. I thought it was great. <laughs> so in Marathon, man, you're dealing with... Dustin Hoffman is a kind of aspiring marathon runner. His dad had he's he's been troubled by his dad's suicide. His dad was wrapped up into the like Joe McCarthy Red Scare shit. He was a historian that uh, people thought he had ties with communism, and he was cleared. But then I guess it didn't 
it didn't do his life much good, so he killed himself, and Dustin Hoffman found his father dead and the gun on the ground and everything. And his brother was also there but didn't actually see it happen, which is Roy Schneider, who plays uh, Dustin Hoffman's brother. Dustin Hoffman's brother, Roy Schneider goes on, and he is like a government agent who is working in some secret kind of capacity and we're kind of gradually realizing what it is what it is and it, it kind of separates from the Dustin Hoff Dustin Hoffman just lives this kind of solitary life where he's dating a person here and there and he's he's running he around Central run. Park and he's going to school and he's a history kind of major and he's doing his thesis uh, his teacher who actually knew his dad uh, and he's doing this thesis on like the, the McCarthy and everything but his uh his dad was, or his uh, teacher was the guy from Creepshow that... Uh, With the cockroaches? Uh, no, the the crate, the one who oh, initially opened tell it. Tell to call you Billy? Uh, not, obviously not... Uh, oh, the janitor? Not the janitor, but the other guy. The, the professor? Main, the professor. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's who he was. So apparently he plays professor in several things. Uh, but Roy Schneider's character was very interesting because it was him and William Devane were government agents. And what they were doing, and you found out about midway through the movie, that there's a horrible uh, Nazi dentist named Zell, played by Sir Lawrence Olivier, who uh, who stole a whole bunch of diamonds. He was, he was dealing... He was allowing safe passage to certain Jews to escape. He was torturing him and killing him too, but another part of his kind of money scheme was to give safe passage to Jews if they gave him enough diamonds and everything. And uh, so he had accumulated all these diamonds, and his brother had them in New York in a safety deposit box. The very beginning of the movie, the, his brother, Zell's brother, who was also a Nazi, gets into this screaming argument. usually runs in the family. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it makes Thanksgiving easier. Though. Yeah. It's way easier. <laughs> so his brother gets into a screaming road rage incident with this Jewish guy where the Jewish guy screaming Nazi slurs at him and the Nazis screaming Jewish slurs at him and they not paying attention and his brother slams into an oil truck and explodes. Yeah, pretty dramatic. So, yeah. so now Zell's brother has, uh, Zell has to come to America. He has already fled Nazi Germany and he is living in Uruguay. Uh, Which was a popular destination. Yeah, and he had a full head of white hair, and literally, he he is in hiding, hiding. So he shaves his head, he dresses up like a nun, and they take him on a canoe down the river just so they can get him to one point. And basically, the is it safe thing is, is it safe for For me to go go to to the the bank bank and get get the thing? He's got couriers all over the place. And he is in cahoots with Roy Schneider and William Devane. They are government agents, but apparently Zell has been selling out his old buddies for years to the CAA, all Whitey Bulger I mean, that's style. That's how they get it. That's how they do it. And that's what it is. So they've they've allowed Zell to they know where Zell is. They they've allowed him to like live his life if he gives up all his Nazi buddies. And uh, it to a point where <laughs> Johnny Bresco, Roy Schneider Bresco, had like a limit though. He he was doing it, but he wasn't really kind of William Devane, well, was, William Devane was all in. I mean, you're making a deal with the devil. You're letting a horrible person live their life. Yeah. But you can justify by saying, now we get 50 horrible people. Yeah. But if that would have been all about it. But if Roy Schneider was like was at a seven with, with how it was going on, William Devane was like an 11. He was like, whatever, I'll kill and, uh, and work for Zell if I have to. Uh, <clears throat> so the, once Roy Schneider, there's a hit put on a Roy Schneider. And uh, they tried to get him with a bomb. They didn't get him with a bomb. He he has to go to an opera, and he finds out uh, from the courier that uh, it's it's not safe to get the uh, the diamonds. And remember, they tried to kill him in his room, 
where the guy came behind the curtain with the with the wire, and Roy Schneider puts his arm up, hand yeah, up, yeah, right in yeah, time, yeah, yeah. and it, his it hand. blood spews everywhere and everything. So they they tried to get him there, and he doesn't die, and he ends up uh, meeting Zell and says, "Hey, this is how things are gonna go. You know, we're gonna get you." Uh, uh, it's it's not safe to get your diamonds. His face is on everywhere, and then all of a sudden, Zell just kills Roy Schneider with a knife. We don't even see it. He at has that the point. coolest weapon, but we don't see it at that point. It's interesting rewatching it uh, recently that I thought we saw it earlier in the movie. We don't. Later on, we see it. It's one of those retractable yeah. that goes up your mm-hmm. sleeve knives. Uh, very very cool. And what happens is. Roy Schneider stays alive long enough to make it to Dustin Hoffman's house. And this is where the movie really starts going to happen in here. And uh, he ends up dying on Dustin Hoffman's floor. Dustin Hoffman's uh, just standing there. And he, his uh, Roy Schneider's character is Doc. And, um, and Babe is uh, Dustin Hoffman's name. And he's like, Doc, what happened? What happened? He can't get anything out. And he dies. Well, William Devane comes in. He says, I'm a friend to your brother. We need to know what he said to you. Uh, <laughs> he, he didn't say anything. And he's like, okay. And then uh, Dustin Hoffman is pulled in by two of Zell's goons, who you've seen before. One of them plays uh, Al Needy from the Godfather series. He was the one that was always in the room with Michael and with... Uh, okay. Uh, he's a very kind of... He just goes... Uh, yeah, yeah. He, no, I know. He but... blends in the background. There's another guy that was uh, in this movie that was in a lot of the 70s gangster movies, too. So they grab Dustin Hoffman and they bring him in. And this is where the movie, everyone remembers the scenes. So they pull Dustin Hoffman in and they put him in like a dentist chair and Lawrence Olivier at first doesn't say anything to him. He, he just asks him, uh, is it safe? That's the only question he'll ask him. And Dustin Hoffman doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. And he's like, I, I have to know what you're talking about. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. And then he even plays with him and says, no, it's not safe. It's very dangerous. You better yeah. watch out. Mm-hmm. And then he uh, and then he gives him the other way. He's like, yeah, it's safe. It's very safe. So safe you're not going to believe it. <laughs> and, and then... He he goes right in on one of his teeth, and he takes that uh, little hook that they yeah. use and goes hard into it, and Dustin Hoffman screams, passes out. And uh, then they bring him back to his room. And this was one of the most genius parts of this whole movie, and this is a little spoiler alert because it's it's enjoyable to watch for the first time, is William Devane, he's, he's in a cell, and the, one of the guys is giving him that oil of clove for his tooth. He's handing him, the guy from Godfather is handing him the oil, and he's putting his finger on it, and Dustin Hoppin's putting it on his teeth. And in the background, Dustin Hoppin looks up and sees William Devane sneak into the, uh, the hallway. And you're like, oh, shit, William Devane is going to save Dustin Hoppin. He's not going to be tortured by yeah, this yeah, crazy yeah. dentist. It's awesome. And Dustin Hoppin can't believe it. And as he approaches... William Devane stabs the guy from The Godfather in the back, and he goes down. The other guy comes up the stairs. William Devane shoots him in the uh, chest and drags Dustin Hoffman into a car and is just racing around the streets and throwing exposition. So this is like good cop, bad cop. So he rescued him, but he's still on Z's side. Yeah, you don't realize that this is just another way to to try to get him to talk. We need to know what he told you. Yeah. So he, he's mm. he's throwing all of this exposition to him and everything, and he, he's making believe like he doesn't know Zell's already in the country. He's like, Zell got all this uh, diamonds, and he's he's going to come into the country and everything. And Dustin Hoffman says, no, he's here. He's already here. He's the one who did this to me. He's like, no, it's not possible. He said, we'd have known about it by now. And he's like, no, he's here. He said, did he have white hair? He says, no, he's bald. He said, oh, the son of a bitch shaved his head. And he's like, I need to know what Doc told you. He says, don't hide anything from me. What did Doc tell you? He says, he didn't tell me anything. And they, they pull up, and all of a sudden, the two guys that he supposedly killed just yeah. walk down mm-hmm. the uh, stairs, and Dustin Hoffman's like, you're dead. You're dead. And they bring him in, and that's when the torture really stops. Yeah. There's a, a fresh nervous, infinite mood where 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it more sensitive or painful and everything. <laughs> and he really goes in and he does that great thing. And he's like, isn't it amazing what a little oil of clove will do? He says, life can be that way. Pain yeah. or discomfort and or, yeah. or uh, relief yeah. is what it was. And <clears throat> great shot. <clears throat> We're seeing it in like through the reflection in Lawrence Olivier's glasses. And it's just one of those most memorable scenes in, uh, in movie history is that, uh, that torture scene. And then it goes into another exciting scene where they drag him out, and Lawrence Olivier is like, he didn't know shit. He said he would have known if mm. he would have known something, he would have told me something. That's why I'm surprised people don't use that that yeah. in the fingernail trip trick. Uh, not, it's not much of a trick. It's just <laughs> pulling him out. Uh, teeth and fingernails—they'll tell you anything you want to know, man. Mm. After the after the seventh fingernail, this this motherfucker doesn't know shit. So. And it was clear he didn't. So they literally are pushing him in the car, and he's on the front of the hood. <clears throat> and uh, he realizes, I got to make a move. And he, he's a marathon runner. Yeah. I mean, I I understand he's been tortured with his teeth and everything, but he takes off, man. And it, the, it's a great chase. Like the next eight minutes, the only other chase I saw that was just as good as that report to the commissioner mm-hmm. uh, scene uh, from that uh, movie with Michael Moriarty. He leads them on a chase, and William Devane is booking it after uh, him, and he almost gets him on a friggin' hill, and he goes over the hill and over the underpass and underneath. And remember, he's got to go back to his house, and he he's being, like, semi-bullied by a gang members that live at the house. Dustin Hoffman calls that guy on the phone and says, hey, I'm the guy that you bully across the street. I want to hire you to break into my house. There's a gun there I need you to get for me and a, and a change of clothes. And he meets him in the hallway. He's like, why? He says, the people after me. I just need that gun in a clothes. He says, what's in it for me? He says, I got a TV. I got this and that. Just take whatever you want from the house. Just get me the gun and the clothes. And the guy does it. And then he ends up going out into like the, 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 uh, into like the suburb, not the suburbs, but like the rural areas mm-hmm. with his girlfriend. And that's when you find out, oh shit, his girlfriend's part of this whole thing too. That's right. And I forgot she was part oh, of it. Oh, she was part of it too. And it, 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 for a long time, they were working. They were him. slow playing him. And which, if you have a secret agent brother, don't make your other brother accessible because obviously that's going to be a way to get to him at some point. So it leads to this great, great scene at the end where Zell has to go into the diamond district to to check on his diamond, to get his diamonds from the bank and to appraise them and everything. But he's going into an area filled with Jewish people. Yeah, the great. this is and, the best scene in the movie oh, in my estimation. God, and it's... It's so interesting to watch him go through there because you know, Remember, don't not forget, a lot of people know him. But we have a good people. story from yes, this. Yes, I was telling okay, Christina. Gonna, no, go ahead. You tell us. No, you tell us. So we have a good friend who worked on a bunch of our new uh, movies named John Weisberg. I remember we were watching it at your house randomly yeah. one day because it was like always on rotation when we were doing movies and everything. And... Uh, John's like, hey, my dad's in the, in this movie. He's like, what? He says, yeah, my dad worked at the Diamond District in like 1970s and the mid-1970s, and he was an extra. He says, bring me to that scene. I'll show you where he is. And he pauses. He says, that's my dad. Look yeah. at the fro. He says, yeah. that's him. Yeah, big fro and a yeah. leather jacket. And a, big, a sta- mustache. Yep. And he was standing in the doorway in one of the Diamond Kind of like Carpentary a little bit. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, And it was funny as hell. I was like, oh, that's a great scene and a great story. But it's such a tense scene because two people recognize him. At first, he goes into the bank, and he's getting appraised and everything, and one of them says, don't I know you from some places? Oh, maybe you visited my small antique store in London. And he's like, no, that's not what it is. <laughs> Lawrence Olivier is like, qu- quickly gets out of that situation. He's got to get out of here. And then you see the old woman on the street. Yeah. And she's screaming, Zell. 
and uh, the German word for like white angel. White angel is what they called him. Like in Germany, it was the the, uh, the evil the dentist. white angel of death. It's like white angel or something like that. And she's screaming, uh, screaming it in German. What he is? She's like, it's Zell. He's a murderer. Somebody stop him! And she's, I'll stop him. And she runs into the street and almost gets, gets hit by a car. She does get hit by a car, doesn't well, she? Well, no, she kind of backs up and falls down because then the crowd comes in and she's standing up again, screaming and reaching okay. towards him. And uh, the other guy from the bank has come out yeah. already and meets him on the street. And uh, right when Zell's about to get in a cab, he says, I know who you are, you murderer. And then uh, Zell turns around and for the first time we see that knife yeah. come out of his mm-hmm. uh, his like uh, sleeve. And it's a huge blade. It's like I a mean, sword. It's almost like a sword that comes out. And he, it's a retractable. So mm-hmm. I, w- I would love to have seen the kind of mechanism, but we never really do. He slices the guy's throat. Totally slices his throat and uh, in like a great horror-esque scene. And then he grabs him and leans him over the like trash brown and says, we got a man hurt here. I know. Somebody that help. Was, it was, I always thought that was a cool thing to do. It's yeah. like he, he, it's going to buy him a few minutes to yep. get so the fuck out of there. He, he gets in the cab and he takes off. And uh, <laughs> it was like, it reminds me of that scene when he, Eli Wallach picked up the, the walker. What was Oh, name? yeah, yeah. Tough guys. <laughs> yeah. When he pretended he was... Yeah, he pretended he was crippled. Yeah. Oh, man, that's a good movie. <laughs> uh, so then he ends up running into Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman's like waiting for him, and he's got a gun on him and everything, mm-hmm. and he brings him to this great place where he's uh, getting them, forcing him to eat the diamonds and everything, and he's throwing handfuls of them. But remember that going through the grates? It's like in some like sewer system that yeah, he yeah, brings yeah. them. It's just a great end scene. Man. I'd have kept a few of myself. Yeah, maybe a couple in my pocket. Yeah. For the cause. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, it's a fantastic movie. I mean, arguably there's some slow points. Up. There's some slow points in there that uh, it seems a little bit more fantastic when you're watching it on Terror in the Isles because they're showing all the torture scenes and the running scenes and everything like that. But uh, the rest of the movie really holds up. That stuff with Roy Schneider uh, in it is really complex and great. And I, I loved it, man. It's definitely on my list of, uh, well, 100 favorite movies. Uh, I'll watch it 10 more times before I'm gone. So if you haven't seen Marathon, man, check it out. It's one of Dustin Hoffman's best, one of Lawrence Olivier's best. Yeah, it's a good comparison. Gritty like I said. New York. Yeah, gritty New York, Bronx. 70s. I, I love all yeah, that. Some Bronx. Nothing's better. I, I'm a huge 80s and 90s guy, but man, the older I get, the more I'm going back to these 70s movies. I'm like, man, these 70s movies were so good, man. And they were just, you, you can't film like that anymore. You can't talk like that anymore. You can't... Uh, treat actors like that anymore that you can't be gorilla like even as like obviously we know the uh the the things you can't say or do but as far as like let's go grab a camera and and strap it to my car or we'll have the actors actually jump from roof to roof and everything i mean insurance companies won't even let you do half the shit they did in the 70s they were like this is how it's gonna go you would have to do it with your buddies without insurance yep and yeah, it, it 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 showed too. It comes across on film as just that kind of. I cool. don't even think his his dad was actually an extra. I think he was just standing in that doorway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they while just, they were filming it, oh, he no, just, they're not getting they, like they, signatures. No, but they knew he was. He knew what was happening, so yeah. he was just out watching. It. Oh yeah, and today they would have got signatures from every single yeah. person on there. And they and probably would have said, "Don't watch it like it's something." Yeah, because you. You're not supposed to know what's going on. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot you can't do nowadays in the film industry. Obviously, it's completely different. And uh, yeah, so check out Marathon, man. It's super, super good. But next week, 
a Halloween episode. And like I said, we, we probably won't touch much on Marathon Man, even though it is, is a really great moment in Terror in the Isles uh, where they show the clips from Marathon Man. But so many good clips from some of the De Palma, De Palma movies, Friday 13th movies, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the first two Halloween movies are in there. It's just a ton of good stuff. So if you can somehow, it's my Halloween movie every year. Uh, that and now The Monsters, I think, is one of my new favorite uh, Halloween movies. Um, and arguably uh, one of the stupidest uh Halloween movies I always seem to put on every Halloween is Ernest Scared Stupid. I just love it. I think it's hilarious. Oh, uh, he gets a he gets a recheck just for you. Not just not him you. anymore. He's gone. <laughs> He's been dead for a while. So maybe his family. His estate. His estate. Does that happen a lot with uh when people die? Do their estates get? Something if he like still that? got if he still owns the royalties, I think. Yeah, I think it the goes, estate. Goes I mean, right think estate. about Michael Jackson's family makes hundred million dollars yeah. a year. Yeah, I guess you're right on that. But stuff. I'm wondering if like minor actors, do they still get checks like that and stuff. All depends on the deals they made. Yeah, but if he was a if he was the lead in a series, yeah, I mean they did he a probably whole, probably a owned huge, a piece. I would imagine he owned a huge chunk of the Ernest uh, yeah. franchise. It was so. his character. Yeah, so you got to think his estate gets. Sorry, I own the I'm DVD. Hoping. I own the DVD, so you're not going to get any royalties from me. But I mean, you did get the price. You got I the thought. first one. You got the first one. That's it. Oh, I love it. So yeah, we're going to celebrate some cool Halloween coming up, and then we've Do got... Do I have to uh, put some scary... Did you see, when you drove me home the other day, did you see the scene my neighbor was creating? No. Is he doing a, like a Halloween thing? Spent thousands of dollars. Oh, wow. Like, he's got one of those big giant pumpkins that's like 10 <laughs> feet tall. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's for me and six, the six yeah. other people past him. <laughs> he's got a real creepy... He's got uh, like the It Clown. Oh, nice. life-size... Like standing, looking weird. He's got some skeletons coming out of like hazardous waste barrels. I mean, did you see the house in uh, on my route that has uh, they have Georgie facing the house right above one of the sewers on the bottom and a sign that's put in the yard that says they all float down here. Yeah, but it's literally just the back of Georgie with that <laughs> sign, and it's it's really cleverly done. I I, I really appreciate it. That some people go all out, man. This guy, really he has out. a big Halloween party. Yeah. And they and maybe fifty people come over and they wow. bring a band. Oh Jesus! Like yeah, some people really love it. One of these days, I want to go. The Halloween is huge in Maui. I have a lot of racist neighbors, so I yeah, really yeah, want to go hang out. Go to that one. <laughs> <laughs> you show up like uh, hey guys, uh, like Chevy Chase, <laughs> yeah. Chevy Chase dressed like the Ku Klux Klan and yeah. the Fletch lives. Yeah. Hey guys, <laughs> we call us Klukies. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But uh, apparently Maui has a huge Halloween celebration in Lahana like, there. Like, like massive Maui, like, like parades Hawaii? and stuff. And everyone really? is it's famous for their Halloween there. And huh. I was like, wow, I gotta, we got to go to Maui on Halloween. I said, when else? I mean, anytime is good to go to Maui. I was going to uh, say, Maui you can probably just go there anytime. Yeah, yeah. It'd be it's, a good, good time to go. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to do some celebration of some Halloween. Then uh, after that, we have a, uh, we're going to do a... Uh, Episode 250 anniversary special where we come in and uh, we'll do some games and we'll uh, we'll do some uh, some of our favorite wild card stuff, and then we're gonna start our new segment which is that uh, uh, Tubi Tuesdays, which we're gonna go into some Tubi movies that are free to watch streaming, so that way everyone can watch them for free and then uh, join us for the recap of uh, some of our favorite stuff on there. So that'll be fun to do, but a bunch of stuff happening coming up. So. You'll have all three of us next week. That's a pretty big one. We haven't had all three of us together. Uh, I can't remember the last time. Probably it could have been the 200 episode uh, because we're at like 240 right now. So it might have been that. Maybe another one. I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah, some exciting stuff coming up. So if you want to hit us up on Facebook, uh, tell us what you thought of Shutter Island and uh, Marathon First you got to start a Facebook for me. Yeah, <laughs> not Dave. You know, you can go through mine. Uh, me and Justin are on Facebook, so you can check us out there. 
And uh, th- this week's one of the cooler collages I put in for Shutter Island and uh, Marathon Man. It's, it's just a, a creepy image of both those movies. Uh, so check that out. We also can be reached at fascinatingfilms at gmail.com, or you could leave us a like or a comment on our two platforms, which is iTunes and SoundCloud. Uh, we would definitely appreciate it. So until next week with our spooky Halloween, see ya. Bye. I'm not investigating anything. You're a fucking rat in a maze.